Welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. The Seattle Seahawks finished the season at 12 and 4. They're now on to the wild card round in the playoffs. And they faced the Rams in the playoffs for the first time in the Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson era. In fact, the last time the two franchises faced off in the playoffs, it was in 2004 against the St. Louis Rams. The Seahawks lost all three times the two teams played that season. But we're hoping for a much different outcome in the playoffs this week. And joining me to talk about it is Rich Hammond from the Athletic LA. He's the co-host of the 11 Personnel Podcast. Rich, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Brandon. Glad to be with you. We've got a playoff game coming up on Saturday. And like I said, these two teams facing off for the third time this season. You guys got the first one. Seahawks got the second one. And there's a little bit of an interesting twist to this one, Rich, because we don't know who the quarterback is going to be for the Rams on Saturday. No. And when you say we, you literally mean almost everybody in the entire (laughs) world, except (laughs) for perhaps Sean McVay, Jared Goff and John Walford and maybe a handful of other people in the uh, in the organization. So, yeah, this uh, it's it literally could come down to Saturday before anybody finds out. You know, you know, the reporters in L.A. are going to be asking every single day, trying to get insights, trying to get little tips and hints about what's going on. But I, I would not be surprised at all, Brandon. And if, if we don't know, maybe even until Saturday morning, exactly what's going on. I'm curious, though, in your mind, after seeing what you saw in week 17 against the Cardinals, from what you've seen from Jared Goff throughout the season, who in your mind is the best quarterback to beat the Seahawks on Saturday? Yeah, I, that's a that's a great, great question. There's so many layers to that, because. Look, John Walford came in, He first NFL start, played against the Arizona Cardinals. He did well for himself. I mean, anybody who saw the game, he, he uh, passed for 230-some yards. He ran for 50. The Rams won the game. Uh, that's the whole point of the deal, right, is to win the game. So he, he did the job as far as that's concerned. Rams fans are getting really excited. <laughs> a, a percentage of them are getting really excited about John Walford and, and the potential for it. I'm taking a little bit more of a nuanced look at it because it was a good game, but you wouldn't look independently if I took John Walford's name off of his stats or or if you didn't know who was playing in that game and I showed you that game, you wouldn't really look at it and go, wow, that quarterback was just lights out. He was outstanding. Uh, It was it was something new and exciting. And I think that's what has Rams fans kind of kind of up in arms is because a lot of them are upset about Jared Goff. They don't like the way that he's been playing this season especially in the last two or three games really has not been on his game at all so I I think a lot of them are are looking as we all have been in in 2020 and now into 2021 we're all looking for this glimmer of hope somewhere and and I think that's what a lot of Rams fans have been doing with John Wofford but that's a tough ask Brandon I mean we all know how well Seattle's defense has been playing that that's not the Arizona Cardinals defense that right. they're going to be facing on Saturday. So to think that you can expect John Walford to do against Seattle some of what he did against Arizona after Pete Carroll is going to have now a lot of film to look at on John Walford, I don't know. I I don't I don't think that's something you should really bet on. On the flip side, Jared Goff just had thumb surgery uh, about nine days ago. So what do you do here? Do you put out a guy in Jared Goff who has playoff experience? He's led a team to a Super Bowl. Uh, He has had success. He's had wins against Seattle. He's played fairly well against Seattle in the past. 
Or do you put in kind of the hot hand, the guy who the team is kind of rallying around? All things being equal, Brandon, I think I would go with Jared Goff just because of that experience factor. Uh, but if he's if he's not a hundred, well, he's not going to be a hundred percent. But I mean, sure. if, if he's if he's diminished to the extent that it's going to impact his play, I would not put him out there. So I really think it's going to come down to these next couple days here, and and how is he able to practice. And how does he look out there on the practice field? But I'll tell you, I do not envy Sean McVay at all. I, I don't either. It's a difficult decision, but, you know, I'm trying to work through that same process in my own mind because, you know, you, you want to put yourself in the mind of the coach. What are some of the things that he would think about? And, yeah, you, you've brought up some of those things. Obviously, Rams fans, they they look at Wolford and they say, oh, here's a guy who can actually pick up a first down with his feet. And you yes. know, that's really cool. And, you know, he completed a, a couple deep passes down the field and, and you just haven't seen a lot of that from Goff this year. So maybe he has that on him, too. But what we've known from the Seahawks and Rams and especially the season and the way the Rams defense plays, holy smokes, this is going to come down to a close game. And which yeah. one of these two quarterbacks in the playoffs are you going to want under center with the game on the line in the fourth quarter? Right. That is that's the great question. I mean, John Walford has one game, a body of work of, of exactly one game against, a, let's face it, a kind of a mediocre Arizona Cardinals team. And that, obviously they were battling for a playoff spot themselves. But that's it. That's all we know about John Walford is those 60 minutes that we saw. Yeah. And no Kyler Sunday. Murray last week. So there really wasn't right. much of an offense on the other side where you had to contend with. So, you know, this, right. this could be a, a lot more back and forth. That's right. And you have looked, say what you want about Jared Goff, and there's plenty of negatives out there. I totally believe me, I hear it from Rams fans every single day. I understand. But this on the flip side, this is a guy who's won big games. He's won an NFC championship game. He's won some other playoff games. He's won big games, uh, you know, beating the Chiefs in, a, in that shootout two years ago that was just one of the most remarkable games ever. So it, it, there is a body of work there. So I, I think that you're asking the right question here is who do you trust most in that situation? You might not trust either of them. <laughs> and I don't, I don't blame Rams fans if they would look at that and say, well, I don't really trust either of these guys right now because I honestly think that's a fair answer. Uh, but you do have to answer the question. You have to say, well, who's who's going to give us the best chance to win on this day in this game? That's really all that matters. And to me, I know I'm hedging on this, but I, you know, it, it's a matter really of of how effective can Jared Goff be out there? Is he going to have problems even taking snaps or or holding on to the ball or things like that? You can't. The nightmare scenario to me is you try to throw Jared Goff out there. It looks terrible for let's say three series, the Rams are down 10 to nothing and all of a sudden they have to turn to John Walford. I mean, that is the nightmare. You, you need to avoid that at all costs. So you, you need to have a firm idea going into the game. Okay, can this guy play? Can he make it through all four quarters? And if you can't convince yourself of that, then, then I don't think you should put him out there because like you said, it's going to be a tight game. Everything tells us that. The, the games this year, most of the games in the past few years, they're all tight, very competitive games, and you can't you can't go into something like this spotting yourself an, an early deficit. It's just not going to work. Well, let's move on to something a little more concrete because yes, the, we are not you and I are not going to solve who is going to start a quarterback for the Rams <laughs> on Saturday. But there is one issue on offense that I'm curious to get your thoughts on, Rich, because red zone success it was a huge issue against the Cardinals with Wolford. But yeah. it was also an issue the week before with Goff and, and maybe even the week before that against the Jets. 
Is this a quarterback issue or is it a Sean McVay issue? Yeah, it even goes back before that. It's kind of come come and go, but it even goes back to the start of the season where they, they've had some of these red zone issues. Some of these games, either that they lost or that ended up being a lot closer than they should have been, it's because they didn't uh, they didn't finish in the red zone. I, I tend to think a lot of it is, is Sean McVay, and also I tend to think a lot of it is the offensive line. Uh, you try being able to execute some of these these plays that they call. We all know things things change in the red zone, especially maybe when you get inside the five yard line. Uh, it's it's a, it's a different game. <laughs> We're trying to execute some of these plays, and I, I just don't think I think the play calling has been been a little bit off, and uh, just the ability to punch it in too with with the run game is just not not been there. Now, obviously, you get on on this past Sunday against Arizona. They had Cam Akers out there, who's only two weeks removed from a high ankle sprain. He, you talk about Jared Goff and his thumb. I mean, all, all things being equal, you probably don't want Cam Akers out there playing on that on that high ankle sprain. But they they didn't have a whole lot else. Daryl Henderson is also out, and and Malcolm Brown is there, but Cam Akers is is the more dynamic back. So I think it's a combination of things. I, I don't really I haven't seen too often where I would say, oh, it's it's because Jared didn't make that throw or he didn't make that right read or anything like that. It's it's sometimes it's the play calling and and sometimes it's just the execution and and kind of getting that push uh, from from the offensive line. But yeah, it it has been an issue. I'd say one of the probably one of the top three issues for this Rams offense all season long. What's your assessment of Cam Akers been going back to the Arizona game last week and kind of through even before that? Because he's not a guy that the Seahawks have really seen in the first matchup. I don't know. I I think he was healthy. He just hadn't worked his way really into the rotation. And then he was injured the last time we faced. So this this will be the first chance, I think, if he's if he is actually healthy coming out of that week 17 matchup that the Seahawks are going to see him. Yeah, a lot of fits and starts for him, and and I think what happened in that in the first uh, uh, matchup was he he had just maybe come back. I think he he had missed some time. Uh, he had a really gnarly thing where he he kind of like fell on the football and it 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 did some rib damage. Oh, uh, and and that sat him out for a couple games, and then he was really kind of slow in coming back, kind of working his way back into practice and things like that. So. Uh, he was slow at the beginning of the season, which you would have expected, not having training camp, not having OTAs, things like that. It's it's hard to work your way into an offense. And then just when it seemed like he was doing that, then he hurt his ribs and, and had to miss a, a few weeks there and then came back and, and then hurt his ankle. So it's it's been a lot of when he's been out there, you can certainly see why the Rams use the second round. Uh, pick on him. He's he's a very very hard runner. I, I think of of the three backs that the Rams have, uh, meaning him, uh, Henderson, and Malcolm Brown. I would clearly want the ball in in Cam Akers' hands. I mean, he is he is the biggest playmaker of the three. Daryl Henderson can beat you a little bit with the with the pass catching and and making things happen in space. But in terms of running between the tackles or you know kind of breaking something outside and and turning it into something bigger, Cam Akers is the guy. And then if he can stay healthy, he's going to be the guy, either in the playoffs or, or next year, or probably for a couple of years beyond that. But uh, that's been the issue. He's had these kind of, you know, knickknack injuries and really hasn't been able to get in any kind of rhythm. Uh, the Rams rode him in that game against Arizona, even though he had that that high ankle sprain. Um, he, he wasn't very effective. He didn't, frankly, didn't look very dynamic to me, which again, I wouldn't expect him to right. uh, two weeks after uh, an ankle sprain. So how he progresses this week, uh, that'll be very interesting. But but I would expect that they continue 
kind of what they did against Arizona, which is to give him, I would say, probably 90% of, of whatever the carries end up being. Definitely going to be tough, too, with a short week with these two teams playing on Saturday afternoon. Yeah. So definitely going to be something to watch on the injury reports late in the week. Rich, I've, I've held out talking about it this long because, oh my gosh, that Rams defense. Let's hit that coming up next. Talking to Rich Hammond of the 11 Personnel Podcast, co-host there, part of The Athletic. Rich, this this defense for the Rams, the number one defense. You got Aaron Donald, you got Jalen Ramsey. It's it's a scary thing. And, and gosh, we saw Aaron Donald wreck this offensive line. Now, Jordan Simmons, he was filling in at left guard and he was he was made to look silly a couple times by Aaron Donald. It sounds like we might have Mike Upati back, but I when you're going up against, you know, the best defensive player in all of the NFL, I, I don't know if it really matters all that much. <laughs> Well, yeah, no, it doesn't. I mean, no matter what, you're, you're probably going to have to double team him. And sometimes teams even try a third guy to come in and chip him a little bit and, and take him out of the play. So I, I, don't, <laughs> I think most people would tell you it doesn't really matter who, how healthy you are or who you have. Uh, you probably shouldn't try to take on Aaron Donald one on one. You're going to need a little bit of help. And uh, so teams, I would expect the Seahawks to do that, too. So really what it comes down to is the Rams need to supplement that. And and the guy who's done that really well this year is Leonard Floyd, uh, kind of playing alongside Aaron Donald. And, hey, if you're going to double team or triple team Aaron Donald, then that means uh, somebody's going to have a little bit better of an opportunity. And, and a lot of times this year, uh, that's been Leonard Floyd. And he's done a great job on the outside. That that really what it is, what it is to me is, uh, you know, you, you can there's been games where you can keep Aaron Donald down. He, he has quiet games. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but then the question is, what are you going to do on the outside? Are you going to let Aaron Donald get tied up and not have that outside pass rush? Or is are you going to give yourself an opportunity there, whether it's Leonard Floyd or whether it's Samson Abicam or whether, whether it's even a, a safety blitz or a corner blitz? Uh, if, if teams are going to use two or three guys to, tear up, to tie up Aaron Donald, then you have to find another way to get to the quarterback, and especially this quarterback, because uh, the Rams did a real good job the first time of, of kind of not letting Russell get out and uh, and not uh, you know letting him extend plays and and that was a credit I think to those outside linebackers too doing doing a nice job with that uh, but we all know what Russell can do we've all seen it in the past against the Rams so uh, if you if you can't uh, you have to be able to do one of those things either you've got to be able to get him with Aaron Donald or you have to be able to kind of keep him in that little box with with a guy like Leonard Floyd so I think the Rams have a full understanding of what their challenge is here yeah well and we saw it on display and just this last matchup because we saw the defensive lineman it, it was a clear goal of the Rams to keep Russell Wilson inside the pocket because they yeah. they lined up their defensive ends so wide outside there there really wasn't any you know trying to to get outside the pocket and look downfield where there there are teams that like to do that but Russell Wilson can beat teams from the pocket but then you also on the back end you see the the corners playing deep and not allowing those deep throws. And Russell Wilson is just so reluctant to check down to his backs, <laughs> to, to check down to the tight end, that I, I think that that can sometimes stymie the offense. And one of the things I was surprised that the Seahawks didn't do more against that kind of defensive alignment is, is run it with Chris Carson behind the guards. And I, I'm curious yeah. to see if maybe we'll see more of that this time. 
Well, that would be my strategy if we're, if we're being honest about it is, uh, yeah, and you don't I, – I know people look at – and it, honestly, it's the same thing with, with the Rams offense sometimes. People look at, well, why aren't you trying to go deep? Why aren't you trying to go deep? Well, okay, you can't – you know, it's, it's not Madden football. You can't, you can't do that on, on every single play and run a successful offense. And uh, I, I think that's been some of this frustration with, with Sean McVay's play calling uh, at times too. But absolutely, if, if I were to sit here and tell somebody, you know, how, how are you how – you, how should you attack – uh, this Rams defense, I would say, you, it, it, you know, it's interesting, Brandon, because I, I don't think you can also just write off DK Metcalf either. Like, right. yeah, I don't, I don't think you can look at it and say, oh, well, that matchup is done. Just put an X through that one. Well, I, we I think did see still, them do it to change things yeah. up a little bit uh, is, is trying to get him better matchups that's not on Jalen Ramsey because I think he has, what, like yeah. one catch this entire season lining up against Ramsey and you know that's another player that you have to worry about but we do see we at least did see the Seahawks offense trying to scheme him against by lining him up in the slot or you know other ways of getting him open yeah and Arizona's tried that a little bit with Hopkins and and their two matchups against him too and then that that can be effective so uh yeah what I would recommend is is trying to get some matchups maybe against those linebackers if you're looking for some Weak, weak areas in the coverage, uh, that, that's certainly one uh, that, that you can exploit, uh, maybe using tight ends a little bit more. Uh, and, and you just, again, I think you said it well, you, you have to be patient. You, you have to be able to the, – the Rams defense will give you certain things. Uh, the, the deep ball is not one of them. Uh, they, they, they'll give you certain things. It's just having that discipline and that patience and that ability to execute and just move the ball down the field in, in little chunks at, at times. And then, hey, yeah, maybe you take your shot every so often. Uh, but you, you can't go out there just, yeah, just look, having your eyes all the way down the field the whole time. You, you have to be able to to take what they give you and, and execute and, and not make mistakes. So that that's what I'd look at. And again, those linebackers, they, they've had some injury issues there. They, they've had some coverage issues at times. So, uh, I you know, I, I wouldn't count on trying to attack Jalen Ramsey too much. And even a guy like Troy Hill on the other side has, has been making some, some pretty good plays of late, but, but there are some soft spots uh, in that defense and, and you just, you have to have enough time and, and you just have to make the right reads on them. Well, I'm kind of curious, Rich, where, you know, with this game between the Rams and Seahawks, these two teams know each other so well. So I don't even know if we need to get into a prediction for this particular game, because it's, it, it could go either way. I feel like sometimes just, you know, the issue with the quarterback is is such a big issue for the Rams. So that another thing that makes it difficult to kind of project what's going to happen Saturday. But in your mind, what's kind of the potential that you see for the Rams in the playoffs overall? Yeah, it's that's a great question. Um, a lot of it is going to come down to, to the offense. And, and you know, look, they've, they've showed the potential. And I think this is what frustrates Rams fans so much is because they've had games where you look at it and go, oh my goodness, like they just, they put it all together. This is exactly what, what you would want to see. And then they've had other games where it just looks terrible. I mean, how can you lose to the New York Jets? How can you go out and, and just look like a, a, a JV offense against a team like that? It's, it was baffling. So it, it's the inconsistency that, strangely, Brandon, I, I think kind of it, it's, it's the most concerning thing, and it's almost the most optimistic thing, too, because you really don't know from week to week what you're going to see. So you very well could see them come out and put up 30 points, and and win a game or you could see them score three and lose and and this is almost gone from week to week uh, uh back and forth i i think a lot of it is certainly is going to be matchup related 
Uh, I don't think they would fare very well against the Saints, for instance. I, I don't think that would. I don't think that's a game that would go in, in the Rams' favor. You know, keeping the, the narrow look at it, I mean, th- look, this this is a matchup that the Rams can win. I mean, they 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 beat the Seahawks once this year. I, I really think it's going to be. I, I almost it's going to sound funny, but I think it's almost a race to twenty points. You know, it's, it's who, if you can, if you can somehow cobble together three touchdowns or, or a a couple touchdowns and a couple field goals, that, that really is what it's going to come down to. It's, it's, I think it's going to be hard for the Rams offense to get there without some help from the defense. Mm -hmm. And, and they've had help from the defense in the last few weeks, again, with the Troy Hill interceptions or whether it's a a fumble return, things like that. They even got a safety last week. Um, So I I think they might need a little help from that defense in terms of scoring uh, to get there, but it's, it's in the realm of possibility. I absolutely see this being something like a, a 20 to 17 game either way. Who's on the hot seat if the Rams lose on Saturday? Yeah, that's boy. That that's a tough one. It, it's it's not. It's certainly not Sean McVay. Okay. Um. You know he he's earned enough capital. You, you would have to look at it, it. Would would Les Snead get some heat? I uh, I don't know. Maybe because the thing the thing about the Rams is you know a lot of these issues and a lot of the things that people are upset about is kind of the money. You know when when people talk about Jared Goff, they talk about how. Oh my gosh! How could you give him this this huge contract? How could you pay him what what he's getting paid? Like that that's a lot of it. And Les Need, the the way the Rams are set up, he's not really the one, or he's certainly not the only one who's sitting there with his hand on the checkbook. There's a lot of other people in that front office uh, to who have input into that, and probably have bigger input into it. To be honest, so I, I don't think it re- would be fair, really, to say. You know, oh, Les should take the fall for this because Les is also the one who pieced together this defense. I mean, he's the one who pulls off the trade for Jalen Ramsey. He's the one who signs uh, Leonard Floyd. He's the one who drafts a couple of these guys, John Johnson and and uh, some of the other defensive backs. So <laughs> it's it's hard to say that that he should take the fall for for something when when he's also constructed the best part of this team. So uh, honestly, I don't think anybody would take the fall for it. I mean, a 10 win season in the middle of a pandemic, uh, but may, maybe somebody's, I, I think both of the seats would start to get a little bit warmer, certainly, but, but I'd, I'd be pretty shocked if anybody kind of, kind of took a fall if, if they were to lose on Saturday. Well, yeah, you, you say Sneed. I, I, I feel like that's more indicative, you know, that I feel the arrow pointing toward golf in that sense, when you're talking about money, and then right. when I think about that, too, then is it even a win on Saturday type issue? Is this an issue where, you know, how deep do the Rams have to go in the playoffs then for for fans not to be on less needs back on Jared Goff or, or get off <laughs> of Jared Goff's back? Well, that, I think those are two separate questions. Uh, Jared Goff is is by far it, it's it is kind of funny. I, it's almost and, and I, it feels weird to me because. I think fans almost blame Jared for signing the contract. And it's like, how can you blame the guy, you know, for, for taking money? He's not going to sign for less money than, than he can possibly get. It, it is almost funny how that, how that works. There's, there's way more heat on Jared Goff than, than anybody else in the organization. It's not even close. Um, so I, I think that the question then becomes, you know, let, let's say they lose on Saturday or I don't, maybe they even win a narrow game and then they lose in, in Green Bay. Uh, that, that's, it, you're right in terms of that's going to continue to be a storyline. It, it doesn't matter 
uh, I think anything short of a Super Bowl win at this point would would uh, continue to that conversation in terms of is Jared Goff the guy? Should they should they draft some competition? Should they try to sign some competition? It's funny how the heat doesn't really transfer to anybody else. It's it's not like uh, Sean or, or Les is taking an outsized amount of heat on this. The, the heat is really on Jared himself, which is is kind of interesting. But, and I, I honestly don't expect that to change. He's Rich Hammond of The Athletic and co-host of the 11 Personnel Podcast. Rich, I really want to thank you for coming on. If people want to go to, to find your work, where do they go to check it out? Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, we, we have uh, coverage of both the Rams and, and the Seahawks. Michael Sean Dugard does a, does a great job of covering the Seahawks for us, too. So please go and, and check out his work uh, at theathletic.com. You can you can bounce all around and uh, and find uh, all of our great coverage. The 11 Personnel podcast is at theathletic.com slash 11 personnel. It's also free on Apple, Spotify, wherever else you get this great podcast and and every all the other ones. So I appreciate uh, appreciate you having me and and I hope uh, Seattle fans uh, I hope their anxiety isn't too high on Saturday. That that's not going to happen, Rich. Don't <laughs> don't even hope for that. We just we know how this is going to come down. It's going to be a close game in the fourth quarter. It does every week, and that's just what we have to expect. <laughs> all right. Well, good luck, everybody. Thanks again to Rich for coming on. If you have not subscribed to the Athletic, head on over to theathletic.com. Rich mentioned Michael Sean Dugar. He had a story up here uh, with him and a couple other authors with an in-depth look at Earl Thomas. Definitely an article worth checking out. Also, check out our work at fieldgoals.com. John Morgan making the case for Pete Carroll winning coach of the year. Also, Jamal Adams at his press conference today, making it clear that he plans to play on Saturday. So maybe not too unexpected, but nice to hear from the man himself. So check it out fieldgoals.com, and I will be back here. I may have a show with Anthony here before Saturday, but of course we'll be back here after the game, Saturday evening, recapping the game between the Seahawks and the Los Angeles Rams. Until then, go Hawks! Hawks!